Man, question. Have any of you guys ever, like, woken up in the middle of the night and it's, like, pitch black in your room or maybe at your friend's house and you're like, man, I got to go to the bathroom. Or, like, you're thinking to yourself, man, like, I need to get something to drink. Like, I'm dying of thirst. Anyone ever done that before? Isn't that the worst feeling? Because when you wake up, you're like, all right, I got this. Like, it's dark. It's dark. But I feel like I'm good. And you start walking in the room. Maybe you're walking in your friend's room or your own room. Maybe you're in the living room. I don't know. And you're trying to, like, navigate through things because you can't really see anything. Has anyone ever, like, stubbed their toe in the middle of that? It's the, oh, my gosh, that right there. I wouldn't curse because I'm a pastor. But there is moments where I would, like, just be on the urge, like, just because it comes out of nowhere. And it's funny because I remember this time when me and Aubrey had just gotten married. We got married last year in June, and we moved into this apartment in Chino. And when we moved in there, I remember there'd be a lot of times where I'd wake up in the middle of the night and be like, man, I need to go to the bathroom. But it was in our new apartment. It was in a place I truly really wasn't familiar being in. And so I remember going to the bathroom. I made it there, and I was like, perfect, I'm good. And I walk back, and as I start walking back, it's even darker. You know, like, when the lights are off and you go to the restroom when the lights are on, and you shut the lights off, you can't see even more because your eyes aren't adjusted to the darkness? And I remember walking, and where our bedroom is, there's also a dresser drawer. And I didn't know this, but Aubrey had left open her dresser drawer. You know, like, the, the, the Aubrey laughed because she knows where this is going. You know, like, the bottom one where you put all your pants in? It's like that one you really can't see in the middle of the night. She had left that open. And so I'm walking thinking I'm good in the middle of the night, can't see. And as I'm walking, I go and I move forward. And I feel like I was walking normal, like I didn't do anything extra. But I walk forward and I hit that thing. And I was just like, mm. And let me tell you, like, Aubrey's asleep, so I'm just, like, trying to be as quiet as possible. And, like, it made the loudest noise as soon as I hit it. What I don't understand is how she felt, like, stayed asleep. I think she was up and she just didn't want to deal with my pain. Um, but I, I was there and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this hurts. And I remember, like, hobbling to the bed and, like, getting in bed. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, finally the pain went away. And I remember waking up in the morning, and I have no idea how this happened, but I woke up in the morning with a cut about that long on my leg with dried up blood around it. How? I have no idea. But I just remember waking up being like, oh my God, I got in a fight with a dresser drawer last night and I lost. Like that is insane. But with that being said, it's funny because in the middle of the night, when we're walking around our room and it's completely dark and we have no vision, we can't see where we're going that's typically in what ends up happening is we tend to find ourselves getting lost and we tend to find ourselves getting ourselves hurt. Just like I got my leg hurt and I still have the scar to prove where I went. No, that's weird. Um, <laughs> to, um, I lost where I was at. But in the middle of the night, with the lights off and you can't see and no vision, we find ourselves getting hurt or we find ourselves getting lost not knowing where we're going. And the reason why I bring this up and the reason why I wanted to open with that story is because a lot like that night where I had no clue where I was at and I ran into that, that, that dresser drawer and I got myself hurt, a lot like that when we walk life in our personal journeys without vision of where we're going, without plans from God, what tends to happen is we tend to find ourselves lost and we tend to find ourselves getting hurt, just like I did. 
And I feel like it's the same exact way when it comes to a ministry, when it comes to Av Youth. If Av Youth does not have vision, all we're doing is wandering. And you see, tonight we're going to talk about that. Tonight we're going to talk about the vision for season three, the vision for 2021, and where Av Youth is going to be going. And I'm excited for it. And that's why tonight I told you, like, it's not going to be that, like, sexy of a message. It's not going to be a message where it's like, man, I feel so impacted, but instead it's going to be a message where you feel challenged. And there's only two ways you can respond to the challenge tonight. You could take this challenge head on, or you can back away from it. There's really only two ways we can do it. You can't be half in, half out. So tonight I'm going to talk about three points, and the band's going to come up. We're going to go back into the, uh, the song called Revival that we did last week. And then we're going to get ready for the Christmas party. But tonight I got three points for you, and, and these aren't, like, impactful points. These aren't going to be the long quotes that you can write down and put on your Instagram bio. These are just going to be one-worded points about what I believe and what the leadership team believes we're going to be doing in 2021. And the very first one, if you're taking notes, is this. Give. Giving. And now it's funny because as soon as I say giving, some of you guys might think to yourself, man, I talked to my parents about coming to church, and they said the church only wants your money. I knew it. Charlie, your very first point of the whole entire night is giving. Giving to the church. And I get that. I totally get that. Dude, I grew up with a family that never went to church. Let me actually rephrase that. I grew up, to a, I grew up with a family that stopped going to church because they were burned by a church because all they asked for was money. All they asked for, they, they had specific seats in their church with how much money you gave. The top givers in that church would be able to sit in the front row. That's the kind of church my parents grew up in. That's the kind of church my parents stopped going to. And now they don't have any faith. My mom is coming to church, which is awesome, but my dad is still jaded towards the church. So I get it when you hear that idea of giving in church, that the church only wants your money. I mean, for instance, tonight we didn't even do an offering. So if you have that mindset with you right now, just get rid of it. Because you see, I believe in 2021 that God is going to bring a blessing into this ministry through giving. Into this ministry through the way we give our offering. You see, when it comes to giving, if I can be completely honest with you guys, for the first four years with me coming to this church, I never once put a dime in the offering box. Four years. Can I rephrase that? When I was an intern at this church, I did not tithe. I did not give. Because I had that mindset now that the church just wants my money. So I get where you're coming from. But tonight, you see, guys, the thing that I want us to understand when it comes to this first point is this. Every one of us in here Everything we have has been given to us by God. Everything we have, the clothes on our back, the house that we live in, the cars that we drive in back and forth to school and work and in church. You might think to yourself, no, Charlie, it's not like that. You see, my parents worked hard for that. My, my mom got this. My dad got this. I worked hard. I go to work every day, and I, and I wake up, and I do all these things to be able to afford the clothes on my back and the shoes I have on my feet, the food that I eat. And I get that. Yeah, you do wake up, and you go, and you do these things, and so do our parents. But the thing is this that you need to understand tonight. You would not be able to do that if it was not for God waking you up every single day. 
You would not be able to have the things that you have if God did not bless your family with that job. You would not be able to have the things that you have if God did not bless you with the ability to be able to work. So at the end of the day, everything we have is because of God. And you see, with that in mind, what I'd like for us to do is read just one verse for this point. And that one verse is this. Psalms chapter 23, verse 1, and that says this. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I'm going to say that one more time. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I love that verse. And there's two things I want us to pull out of that. The very first one is this. All my needs are supplied by the Lord. All my needs are supplied by the Lord. Everything that I have, everything that I need, God has given me and God has blessed me with and has blessed you with. The second thing is this. He provides for us as our shepherd. He provides for us as our shepherd, the one that watches over us, the one that guides us. So again, if, you, if you're here tonight and you're thinking, man, I'm self-made. About a f- two, three weeks ago, we talked about that, how, how rappers like to say, man, I'm self-made. I've done this myself. I, I, it is so stupid. Absolutely stupid. And if you're here tonight thinking that, like, I'm sorry, like, I don't mean to offend you, but you're here for a reason. You didn't get here just like how evolutionists say we got here by just the snap of a finger. You got here because X, Y, and Z happened, and then you came. Some of you guys got that. Okay, cool. Just the back left corner. But you're not self-made. Everything that you have in your life has been given to you by somebody. And everything that we have in our lives, the abilities that we have, the blessings that we have has come from God. You see, guys, I believe, especially in the world that we live in, in the places that we live in, that God has given us those things, that God has blessed us in those areas, that God has blessed us in our ministries, that God has blessed us in our life so we can be a blessing to others. God has blessed us so we can be a blessing to others. And you see, at the start of 2021, when it comes to giving, every week we are going to do an offering. Every week. Now, I'm not saying every week you need to come with $20. You don't even have to come with uh, like $3. If you have a dollar, hey, that's cool. The Bible says to give a tenth. If you have a dollar, give 10 cents. But the thing is this. That money that we receive every single week is not going to go to this church. That money that we receive is going to go to a project called the New Exodus Project. What the New Exodus Project is, and in a few weeks, when we get back into the new year, we'll give you guys flyers of where your money is going to be going. This New Exodus Project is going to missionaries and churches in a place called Turkey and Jordan. Because you see, Turkey and Jordan, there's been this, this exodus, there's been this refugee where people have been flooding into these places. I read a stat that these people in Turkey and Jordan, the refugees, they have $13 a month on food. I'm going to say that again. $13 a month to spend on food for their family. Today I went to Little Caesars, I spent $13 on myself. So to think that they have $13 for food for the month. But with that being said, I want you to understand this. There's a few stats that just blow my mind. In Turkey, there's 85 million people that live in Turkey. 85 million people. Only 5,000 people believe in Jesus out of that 85 million. That's insane. In Jordan, the other place that we're going to be giving to, there's 10 million people and less than 3% of the population are Christians. 
You see, the money that we raise for the whole entire year next year is going to go to these places. It's going to go to the missionaries to be able to plant churches out there, to be able to spread the gospel. It's going to go to the schooling where they can go in there and they can teach about Jesus. But the crazy part is, is they can't do it publicly and openly like we are right now. In Turkey and Jordan, if you believe in Jesus, they have a high chance of being killed. And by everything that we do next year, all the offering that we receive is going to go to be able to bless that community, to be able to bless those families. And if you're sitting here tonight and you're still thinking to yourself, man, Charlie, I don't believe in that. I'm good. Like, I don't want to give to this place. I don't want to give to this organization. Yeah, I get it. It's not going to go to the church. I'm going to be able to see where my money is going, but I still don't feel like I'm called to give. Let me tell you this. There's somebody that told me this, and this is really truly what got me started when it comes to giving. He told me this, and I'm going to tell you this tonight. What you hold on to the most shows who your true God is. I'm going to say that again. What you hold on to the most shows you who your true God is. If we're in here tonight and we just care about the money, we care about the possessions that we have, and we want to hold on to that, and we don't want to give to anything, what you're showing and what you're acting at is your possessions and your money is your true God. That's what, we're, that's what we're showing. That's what we're seeing. And we're going to be able to go more in depth on this once we get into the new year. But that's where a, a place that we believe God is calling us to go. And if you still don't believe me when it comes to giving, what I'd like you to do is just write this down. We don't have time to get into it. But if you're taking notes, write this down. Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 through 40. Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 through 40. Just write that down. Read it when you get home tonight. You can message me on Instagram. We can talk about it when it comes to giving. The second point is this. Serve. Again, these aren't, these aren't the cool points. First one's giving. and The second one's serve. But these are areas that we believe God is calling us to in 2021 in season three. Let me ask you this question. Have you guys ever helped somebody just like they've asked you for help and you're like, yeah, I got you. Like, I got your back. Anybody ever done that? Maybe like a friend hit you up? Three of us? Man, we really need to start helping more people around here. Oof. I remember this time my buddy Austin, he was my best man in my wedding. He calls me at 6 in the morning. It was a Saturday. I was like, sick, my day off. He calls me at 6 in the morning. He's like, Charlie, my car's broke down. I need your help. I'm like, bro, you know how early it is? First and foremost, what were you doing at 6 in the morning driving around? Like, I, I'm not ready for this. And he's like, dude, my, my, my battery died. I don't have any of the tools. Like, I need your help. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. And I, and I went and I drove out to where he was at 6 in the morning. I helped him get a new battery. I put it in his car, and he was able to go. And I remember in that moment, I felt so good about myself. I remember in that moment, I was like, man, this is awesome. Like, I was able to help my friend in that moment. And it's funny because I'm sure a lot of us here tonight, when it comes to helping friends and it comes to helping family and serving others, we get that same feeling. And we don't serve just to be able to, and we don't help just to be able to receive that feeling. But it's nice. And it's funny because I started thinking about it when it came to this point and it came to the vision what God was telling us to do for 2021. I started thinking to myself, man, if we feel that way when it comes to helping others, if we feel that way when it comes to helping our friends and our family, imagine how it would feel if we did that when it comes to serving God the type of joy, the type of peace that we would have. Because you see, in, in 2021, we believe that we are going to be serving in so many different communities just as Av youth. Because I'll tell you this, there's one thing that irritates me. 
one thing that irritates me, I think this is the reason why I'm, I, I've been a youth pastor for as long as I have. And that's when people tell me that, oh, youth, they, they don't have the ability to do this. Or, or they, put a, they put a cap, they put a limit on how much the next generation can do. And that, to me, is just annoying. And so when it comes to 2021, we're going to have so many different opportunities for you guys, ourselves, leaders, to be able to serve the community, no matter how old we are or how young we are. Here in Ave Youth, there's going to be multiple ways. As soon as service is over, come talk to a leader. We'd love for you to get plugged into a certain area, whether it's Greet Me Team. Today we had two girls come in here, and they started setting up these tables, and they brought candy out. They set up the stuff outside just because they wanted to serve. They wanted to help. But there's going to be multiple ways and other opportunities for that for you guys. Along with that, on Sunday mornings when we start coming back, Sunday morning is the last Sunday of every Sunday morning. We aren't going to have a youth service on Sunday, but instead we're going to have a serve Sunday. Where we're in here working on cameras, outside greeting, outside welcoming people as they come in. We'll probably still be taking temperature checks by then, so you'll be taking temperature checks. Because we believe that no one can put a limit on how old you have to be to serve. We just want to do it. And I believe that's where God's calling us in 2021. And if you're thinking to yourself tonight, man, Charlie, I don't feel like I have a gift to be able to serve. Like I can't go up on a mic and talk like you and talk like the leaders and stuff like that. And I get that. But let me tell you this. Write down 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 through 11. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 through 11. It says this. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Verse 11. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all your strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. I wanted to read that verse to you guys because I want you to see that God's giving you gifts and abilities and talents to be able to be used in this church and outside this church. So if you're here tonight thinking to yourself, I don't have a gift, I don't have a talent, you do. You just got to go for it. You got to try it. It's just like riding a bike. I like using this illustration. You don't know you can ride a bike until you actually try to ride a bike. It's the same exact thing when it comes to your gifts, talents, and abilities. You don't truly know you have those gifts, talents, and abilities until you try it. I didn't know I was good on the mic. I, didn't, I, I don't even think I'm good on the mic. I didn't know I can create messages. I didn't know I can do these things until I started. And it's the same thing for you guys tonight. Same thing. You don't believe me? I got another take home for you. I don't like giving homework, but this kind of feels like homework. Take home. Read this. John 13, 1 through 7. John 13, 1 through 7. That's the story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. As Christians, every single one of us, we are called to live more and more like Jesus. What did Jesus do? He served. He didn't come to this earth to be served, but he came to this earth to serve. If we want to be more like Christ, we need to serve. We need to get in there. And I'm going to close the message out right now. I get it. There's been all right, giving, tithing, serving. Is this done yet? But I got one more point for you guys. And the last point is this, point three. New year, same goal. New year, same goal. Hey, Raina, could you hand me that box that's underneath that table, that chair right there? Thank you. 
I hid it there hoping someone was going to be sitting there, but no one was sitting there. My plan failed. Does anybody remember what this is? What is it? Exactly. What's in this box right here is, is names of people at the beginning of the year that we were, we were praying for. These are the names of people that you guys in this room, if you were there, wrote someone's name down, put it in this box for us to pray for. Because at the beginning of the year, we had this big vision, this big goal that once a month we were going to have this thing called One Night. That we were going to come together and we were going to have a special message that's geared towards people that don't believe in Jesus. We were going to have fun worship, fun games, giveaways to entice people to come into church. And we had people's names that were written down on here to be able to come and to be able to receive Jesus as their Lord and as their Savior. We got two of those one nights in and then COVID happened. But the thing is this, us as leaders, myself, we didn't forget about this. Every morning when I walk into the office and I see this box, I still say a little prayer for everybody that's in this box, for all the names that are written down. And as we get ready for year 2021, as we get ready for, for season three, we're not getting rid of this. We're still continuing our one nights. We're still continuing this drive and the purpose that God placed on our heart to live out what Mark 16, 15 says. And if you have that verse, can you put it up there? Mark 16, 15. It says this. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. That was the verse that God gave us. That was the verse that God gave us in the beginning of last year to act out, to do. And that's why we made these boxes. That's why we had that big one night, that big push. And COVID happened, and it felt like everything just went down the toilet. And all that work, all that effort just went to nothing. But I want to encourage you guys. This year, we opened up with a one night, inviting our friends, saying to come and hang out with us. And it was great. It was awesome. Maybe some of you guys were invited by a friend, and now you're still stuck with us. But I want you to know this. We open this year up with a one night, and we're going to close this year with a one night. You see, next week, that Christmas party that we're talking about that we've been hyping up, the flannel party where we're going to be giving away that free pair of vans, custom vans, that's going to be a one night where we're going to challenge every single one of you to live that verse out, Mark 16, 15, and invite one of your friends to church, somebody that doesn't know who Jesus is, somebody that you want to see come into a relationship with Jesus. What we're asking you to do is just get them here on campus. Invite them. Tell them we have a skate park. Tell them we have games. Tell them we have the switch outside. Tell them they're going to get a free pair of vans. Tell them you'll buy them food afterwards, even if you won't. But just get them here. And then let us as the leadership team, let God, let the Holy Spirit do the rest. Because at the end of next, next week's message, we'll have an altar call. We'll have that moment where we'll give them the ability, the chance, and the opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and as their Savior. Because, again, even though we're going into a new year, we believe God has the same goal for every single one of us. For as this ministry is. Next year, we'll have another box that we can put names in that we can really try and we can pray for to see if they will come into a relationship with Jesus. That's our goal. That's our vision. And if you're thinking tonight to yourself, man, Charlie, I can't do that. I don't have the ability to talk to somebody about Jesus. I don't have the, 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 the skills to be able to make them receive Jesus, and I get that. Neither do I. Neither do I. 
But what we're called to do is we're called to plant the seed. We're called to water that seed. You see, 1 Corinthians says this, the last verse that I'm going to read to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 through 7 says this. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it. But it was God who made it grow. It is not important who does, verse 7. It is not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is God makes it grow. Every one of us, we're, all we're called to do is plant the seed. All we're called to do is talk about Jesus. All we're called to do is invite. All we're called to do is get them here and let God grow that seed. Let God grow that relationship. It's not anything I can do. It's not anything that the leadership team can do. It's not even anything you guys can do. But it's what God's going to do. And maybe right now you already have somebody out in your heart where you're thinking, man, so-and-so, can need, so-and-so needs this. Maybe you know somebody that this year, 2020, was a year where they just felt like giving up. Invite them. Bring them. Tell them there's food. Tell them all these things. And pray for them to have that relationship with Jesus. And you see, I can come up here and I can finish this message out, which I thought I was going to do. I can finish this message out by going into my testimony and saying how my friend invited me. And if it wasn't for my friend, that I wouldn't be here to this day, which is true. But instead of me sharing my testimony, I asked one of our students to share his testimony on how important it was that somebody just took the time and the effort to invite him to church. So Isaiah, if you can, can you please come up real quick and share with us? Yeah, you can take that off. Um, what's up? Uh, my name is Isaiah. I'm 17. Um, I'm a senior at Santiago High School. Um, and basically, Charlie just asked me to come up here and uh, share my testimony and basically just how I came closer to God. And so, uh, like most of you guys are here, well, I'm assuming some of you guys are here because um, someone invited you here or maybe you heard about it, seen it on Instagram or whatever. Um, uh, my aunt actually ta- told me about when it was called Converge at the time on Wednesday nights. And, um, you know, I pushed it off because I was like, oh, you know, that's not really my thing. You know, it's just I wasn't close to God at that point. I was I was born into a Christian family, but I mean, it wasn't like I was really like connected at the time. So. At, like during this time I was like you know what I'll just go I'll just go one time you know one time's not gonna hurt me and that one time I just I fell in love with this place like I can't even lie it was just the greatest experience I've had in a while as soon as you walk in these doors everyone just makes you feel welcome like you've been here before and you know that's my that's my message to you guys is really just like reach out to someone if you want to invite someone here invite them here there's no reason to be afraid you know if you feel like God's telling you you know this person you know, you should invite them here, you know, you just, you need to invite them here, don't be afraid to do it, I was, I was in your guys' shoes one time, you know, I was scared to invite my friends, because I always thought, like, oh, you know, you're just, you're, you know, you're a Christian boy, you know, that's, that's weird, you know, it's just, it's a weird thing to invite your friends, but, um, you know, it's just, don't be afraid, that's, like, the biggest thing for me to tell you guys, is just not to be afraid to invite your friends, you know, it's, it's definitely something that could possibly change their life forever, you know, and even still you guys can grow closer to God together. And um, it's definitely a good thing to have to know that, you know, you could have just easily saved someone or got someone closer to God. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, Isaiah. 
I asked him to come up here and share that just like what I said. I could come up here and tell you all the time about how I got saved and how my friend came, but this is real. The abilities and the times that we have to be able to invite somebody to come to church can change their life forever. And Isaiah is a key case to that. And there's a lot of you here tonight that feel the exact same way. A lot of you here tonight that have that same exact experience. Maybe some of you here tonight are actually in this box. Your name is in this box and it was only because somebody invited you to come and be a part of this. That's why every single Wednesday night, no matter what we do, we always say this. You do not have to believe to belong. That right there puts so many people's thoughts about church, so many people's thought about Christianity to the side. Just by that one saying. So we encourage you. I told you this wasn't going to be the, the hoorah message, but this was going to be a message that was going to leave us challenged. And I hope it did exactly that. That as we get ready for season three, as we get ready for year 2021, that we're going to have a heart as a ministry to give, to give to the new Exodus Project, to, to grow churches, to plant missionaries out in Jordan and Turkey. That we're going to have the heart to serve here in Ave Youth and in the church and in the local community. And we're going to have the heart to reach out to our friends and bring them to church. Let them hear about Jesus. Let them hear about the good news that you guys have. I like it, and I'm going to end with this. There's a story, or there's a, there's a saying that people have that us as Christians, there's so many people that are out there that are lost. There's so many people that are out there that are hurting, looking for an answer. And us as Christians, us as believers in Jesus, we have that answer. So don't hide it. Share it. Let's pray. Jesus, we pray tonight that again, this message wasn't a message where it was going to leave us feeling great. It wasn't going to leave us feeling all warm and fuzzy inside. But Jesus, this was going to be a message that was going to challenge us. This was going to be a message that was going to impact us. And Jesus, I pray that's exactly what it was. And that's exactly what it did. Jesus, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit is dropping names on the students' hearts tonight of who they want to invite next week. Of who they want to know and see your true love and your true grace. Jesus, I pray right now that you give them the courage to do so. Jesus, I pray right now you give them the, the, the grace and the mercy and, and the love to be able to go out and reach out to somebody, whether that's text or they see him. Maybe it's their own brother or sister. But Jesus, I pray you give them the ability, you give them the opportunity to minister to somebody. Jesus, I pray right now as we get ready to dive into season three next year, we get ready to dive into year 2021, that you're preparing our hearts for the giving for the new Exodus project that we're gonna be partnering with, for the serving and everything else in between. Jesus, prepare our hearts, prepare our minds, prepare our souls for that. And Jesus, I pray right now as we go into this song revival, that Jesus, it's so fitting to go into this song as we wrap up this message. Because Jesus, we are praying and we are believing as we get ready for season three that you are going to bring a revival here to Ave Youth. That you're going to bring a revival to Norco High, to Santiago High, to Centennial, 
to, eat, to, to Roosevelt. That, Jesus, you're going to bring a revival to the, all the middle schools and intermediate schools around our local community because of the people that are here tonight. So, Jesus, I pray right now as we get into this song that we just worship you. Jesus, I pray right now as we get into this song that you drop names into our minds, you drop names into our hearts of who it is that we're going to bring next week, on who it is that we want to receive your love and your grace. Jesus, I pray right now that as we get ready to go into this song, that we put the distractions aside and we just worship you. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. It's in your name we pray. We all said, amen. amen.